Have you ever met the tree spirits? Ever had that feeling when you've been walking in the woods or fortunate enough to walk in forest, particularly ancient forest, and had that sense that you were not alone? You know, there are tree spirits. And how many of us have ever met the tree spirits? It is said that trees are Earth's longest living spirit beings. Now, us humans, we think that we're at the very top of the creation. We think that we're at the top of everything. It's not true. There are others that live among us who are very longed live and in some cases in those ancient forests that can still be protected this living species is over 2500 years old now i've never met a person who is 25 Hundred years old. And here's the interesting thing. It is absolutely believed amongst the scientific community there may be trees still alive on planet Earth that may be older than 5,000 years. Now that's amazing. We don't look at trees as living beings. It's part of our arrogance. Somewhere along the line, and I don't know how far back it goes, but we lost the ability to talk to this species. We lost the ability, the, and I don't know if it's so much the ability as it is the knowledge that we once possessed where we lived in harmony with all other sentient living beings. We don't do that today. We are out of balance with our environment, with ourselves, and with the other ancients. I often found that if you could, you can actually lay your hands on a tree, particularly one that has the manifestation of who the spirit possessing it is. And they are the true recorders of history. Imagine if you were long enough living in your body for 2,000 years, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. Where would you be on the evolutionary curve? Where would you be on the ascension curve? Throughout all cultures, in all of our history, as diverse as it is, there are the legends and the stories 
of the tree of life. Now, this one is called the Kalpa tree. Now, it is known, and I am not going to butcher this, but it's basically known as the wishing tree. But its mythology is actually much more complex than that. The Kalpa tree isn't just one specific tree in Indian mythology. It's an entire spiritual concept. Imagine that. Wish fulfilling may not be the most direct translation. However, because the point of the tree is not to be a genie that can give you whatever you want, no, the kalpa trees are prayed to because people believe they have a connection to the divine. Even Alexander the Great went searching for these trees in the hopes of having his wishes fulfilled. Like many people, he was drawn to the idea of gaining all the earthly pleasures he could ever desire without any effort. <laughs> Isn't that true for so many of us? There are many trees in India that are considered more or less sacred, depending on claims that have been made by people who said their wishes were granted. Many of these trees still receive a great deal of visits from people and offerings are often left for the trees in the hopes of gaining favor with the gods. One tree in India is believed to have the power to help people in court, and those who go to the nearby courthouse will often pray to the trees beforehand. Interesting, isn't it? This is called the eternal banyan tree. Now, I love this tree. I see this tree and it speaks to me. I don't know. There's something about, there's a majesty about this tree. Now I've seen the giant sequoias uh, and they are magnificent. Lay your hands on those and feel the energy from it. This tree, I'd love to just go, I could, I could have a conversation with this tree. Well, let's see what the legend is of this tree. Well, now this tree is, as the legend goes, is where Buddha actually sat under. Now, that would be quite a privilege, would it not? According to some legends, but its mythology and its mythological significance goes even deeper. While banyans are real trees, there are many beliefs that persist to this day regarding their magical nature. One story tells of a father who had a son take a fruit from the tree and look at the seeds inside. The boy was then told to open one of the seeds and tell his father what he saw inside. He explained that he saw nothing, and his father explained that from that nothing, the banyan tree sprang forth. Now, I can dig this story. I mean, it's got just you know, deep, deep meaning here. The ether creating matter, photons. I mean, come on, I can dig this. In the story, he uses this as a lesson to explain how so much life and greatness can come from so little. That's a lesson for all of us. Yes, each of us have that unrecognized, unlimited possibility and potential. However, the tree has truly mythical powers beyond just its prodigious size. 
I love that tree. The belief persists among many today that the banyan's roots never stop growing. They continue down into the earth and lead to a truly eternal tree. Much like a phoenix rising from the ashes, if a banyan tree is hacked down, the legend says it will use its powerful roots deep below the ground to return to its former glory. As I got to say, far out. There's nothing wrong with this tree at all. All right. This is called the Nep, the Naripafon, and I don't, I'm sure I butchered that, but that's, that's okay. Now, this one is even stranger. The folk tales come down from Thailand and involve something called the Nephron. I think that Nephron. The legend goes that the wife of a princess of a princess was exiled in the Himvati forest, where she came across trees growing a very strange fruit, miniature women. Now that's some strange fruit. Okay, all right. I'm just I'm taking a second here to absorb this. All right, so we got a tree that grows miniature women. According to the stories, the purpose of these trees was to protect our heroine as she traversed the forest, because women were immune to their charms. However, these trees were said to be very dangerous for men. Isn't that always the case? If a man were to pluck a nephron or fruit maiden and then have intercourse with her, he would become sterile. And this has got strangest written all over it. If he had any magical abilities, those would also be lost to him. The strangest part of the tale is that these fruit maidens are described in many of the stories as only being about eight inches, 20 centimeters long. So even if you use your imagination, it's only, yeah, and it gets a little difficult to figure out how that would work. But nevertheless, Wow, that's really, that's strange. Okay, the Yagdrasil. Now, this is of ancient Norse mythology. This is the Norse tree of life, and it is a very important part of the tales of God Odin. According to the myths, Odin was looking to obtain further wisdom. Aren't we all? So he went on a journey with his horse, I guess that's Leifner, who knows, in an action that draws several parallels to the Christ story, Odin hanged himself on the world tree for a total of nine days and nine nights. Odin was also pierced by a spear, although in this myth, he exacts the injury upon his own body. Hmm. It is said in the myths that after his long ordeal, Odin was able to gain the wisdom that he was seeking from magical ruins. In some tales, the tree of life is more than just a symbolic tree upon which Odin hanged himself. It's also most likely an interpretation of the heavens themselves. It is sometimes described with an eagle at the top, which would be associated with Odin and a serpent at the bottom, which would be and represent the underworld. This is interesting. You know, in many, many 
um, legends and mythologies. Um, you know, as it is above, so it is beneath. Amazing how that transfers through cultures. All right, this is the Jin Minju. Yeah. Gives you the creeps right from at the beginning, doesn't it? Well, wait till you read about this one. All right, while the fruit maidens of the Thai folklore are a bit odd, they still have certain innocence to them. However, their Japanese cousin, the Jin Minju, is much, much harder to cope with. In the myths, these trees are said to grow in mountainous areas, usually very rarely and far away from where anyone could verify their existence. Isn't that always the way it is? The unique part of these trees is that their fruit is actually human faces. That's a little weird. Okay. These faces laugh as people walk by and would probably send the average person running in the other direction as fast as their legs could carry them. Well, I got to tell you, it would change my whole views on everything if the apple I bit into suddenly had a face into it. I don't know. <clears throat> okay. Fortunately, the Jin Minju isn't really known to attack humans. Well, there's a bonus. And if you laugh at the tree, the fruit will shake and drop to the ground. If you have a hankering for human faces and you can find one of these mythological trees, you're in luck. Because according to the legends, the heads taste just like citrus fruits. I don't know. This, this whole thing about, I don't know, eating someone's face. I, yeah. Moving right on along, now we get to the tree of Zagwam. Yeah, this looks like about some of the places that are not too far from where I live. All right, so now this one is a strange one indeed. The tree of Zakwam is mentioned multiple times in the Quran and is said to exist only in hell. Well, hell, that sucks. It contains extremely bitter fruit that is fed to those in hell who beg for something to eat. This demonic tree is said to gain its sur instance, substance from flames of hellfire itself. Passages in the Quran explain that as the denizens of hell are starved mad with hunger, they will have no choice but to eat the foul-smelling fruit from the tree of Zagwam. But it gets worse. Oh, really? After the damned eat the fruit, which causes their faces to fall off, they are given a horrible concoction of boiling liquid to drink. Who thinks this crap up? This causes their bodies to degenerate into a melted heap of flesh and bone. So, all right, so you disintegrate into a pile of goo. Then they go straight back into the hellfire and repeat the process. Just like shampoo. It really doesn't matter which religion's mythology tells the story. Hell sounds pretty terrifying. Yeah. 
particularly when it doesn't exist. You know, the, let me just tell you, I'll just a little commentary. Everyone has this, and in these religions, that this hell is a place of torment and what have you. Then explain to me, why have a body? I mean, if a spirit can feel, can eat, and I guess uh, evacuate its bowels, I mean, I don't see that many spirits defecating, peeing. Why would you eat? Anyway, I digress, but yeah, okay, that one's strange. Now, I like this one, the Whispering Oak of Don Anna. This is a great one. This mythical oak tree comes from Greek mythology and was one of the first oracles of Zeus in the ancient days. The tree itself could not speak in a human tongue, but like any tree out there, it leaves would rustle in the wind and make noise. While it's hard to say for sure who first came up with the idea, some accounts say that the first oracle of Danana was likely an Egyptian priestess who was kidnapped and brought to the area. While the tree did have an actual history to it, it has also appeared in mythology. In the story of the Argonauts, Jason is told by the gods to use a branch from the tree as part of the construction of his ship to make his journey safer. Achilles also goes to Dodona for guidance and in the Iliad. Unfortunately, the real tree was cut down after Christianity became the dominant religion in the area. Well, there you go. How interesting, isn't it? The Sky High Tree. I love the title of this one. This folktale from Hungary begins with a shepherd boy who snuck into the king's garden. He saw a magnificent tree and decided that the only reasonable thing to do was to climb it. As he went further up, he was met with some of the most fantastic things he had ever seen. Way up in the sky, at the top of the tree, he found entire churches, castles, and beautiful landscapes. The Hungarian people, though, are not the only ones who have a sky tree in their mythology. In Siberian myths, the legend of a tree that reaches to the heavens is quite popular. In these legends, the tree has a more important job than simply being a place of wonders. It quite literally holds the sky up. According to the ancient myths, the sky needs something to support it. There are, however, some differences among the legends. Some believe that the tree doesn't necessarily hold up the sky and actually slips through it. But other legends state that the tree bends when it reaches the top of the sky. However, both tales do support the tree as being a sort of portal to other worlds. If you can reach the very top of the sky high tree, you should find the entrance to some version of heaven. The sky high tree. That's pretty cool. You think about it. The lotus tree. While the lotus flower is certainly a real thing, the lotus tree has been appearing in various mythologies for a long time. And considering 
It has passed through multiple cultures. The story about the tree varies widely. The Greeks had perhaps one of the strangest versions. In the Greek myth, there's a young goddess named Lotus, and she ends up turning into a tree to protect herself from the unwanted sexual advances of another, a god named Herpias. The fruit from the lotus tree also appears in the Hermetic legends when Odysseus and his men happen upon the land of the lotus eaters. When these men ate the fruit from the tree, it was so good that it made them forget everything that was important to them in life. This myth then led to the creation of the term lotus eater to describe people who live a decadent lifestyle, but otherwise have valop and meaningless lives. The lotus name itself has a lot of significance in many religious beliefs and has been mentioned in conjunction with God as well. Some myths claim that there is a lotus tree at the right hand of God in heaven. Additionally, some myths attribute symbolic importance to the idea of the tree and the presence of the divine, essentially the symbol of God above a lotus shows how the divine can overcome the material world. How many of you knew that? I had no idea. None. Wow. Isn't that, I mean, there's just so much that you can get into this. I think it all comes down to this. Modern man has forgotten. We have forgotten who we are. Maybe we had too much of the lotus fruit. Maybe there was some point in our past that we ate something that gave us permanent amnesia. I don't know. It's kind of odd, though, isn't it? Trees are probably the most involved of all plants. There is a special relationship between trees and humans. As trees produce the oxygen that we need to breathe, while we exhale carbon dioxide, which trees thrive on. You could say that our exhalations is their inhalations, and vice versa. Trees are multidimensional beings. They have their roots deep down in the earth, which signifies their connection to the underworld. Their trunks and lower branches are in our world, a world of men, which in shamanic terms is called the middle world. The branches of tall trees reach high in the sky, which makes them a bridge into the upper world. In fact, in many cultures, shamas journeys into the upper world by visualizing themselves climbing a tall tree to the very top and then flying up into the sky. Trees also connect us to other realms, such as the fairy realm, which is in a parallel dimension to ours. The cutting down of forest and trees in our reality gradually destroys the fairy realm as well. Tree spirits are only loosely connected with their physical bodies, the actual visible tree. Because they are multidimensional and enjoy great freedom, on the astral, and because of their connection to other realms, they can help us in the journey <coughs> and interdimensional travel. Besides, meditating with a tree can be very relaxing and help us. Have you ever thought about that? 
helping us to meditate. I'm going to take a new approach to this. Because they're so deeply grounded, I can see perfectly why they get us grounded. Trees are great energy converters as well. They can transmute our negative energies and help us heal. This is shown by the very fact that they thrive on our metabolic waste products, carbon dioxide. For this reason, we can draw energy from a tree without depleting it simply by giving it some of our unwanted energy in exchange. Isn't that beautiful? This is a tree bridge. This is a single tree. Throughout the world, there are faces in trees. You can see them. Now, some have been enhanced by artisans, but some are very natural. Do you believe that there's an actual spirit being in trees? It seems that no matter where you go, you can find them. Some are just exactly as they appear in nature. Others are modified by man. Some take on grotesque images. Some scary, because it's your point of view. And some make you laugh. Some are just very odd. And yet, some seem to have a life to them. As though they may have been at one time like us. I find it so interesting when we can bring out what is already there. You can't help but not believe that there's a presence. They've come out naturally. Very interesting. Some take on different forms. Different shapes. But they are there. I believe that if you can actually sense their presence, they'll talk to you. Many of them that I have found are quite jovial. Others seem to be expressing something much more deeper. Makes you wonder, are they alive? Is this tree saying something? Is it trying to pass on wisdom, beauty? I don't know. But they appear so many times that it's just not our imagination. Some seem to be ancient and hold the wisdom that we all seek. 
Others seem to be in a distortion between two realities. And some do have a um, sexual uh, appearance. Odd, is it not? And some are just goofy. Animals. And then the scary. Seems like some actually want human interaction. Others seem to just be there to surprise us. Next time you're out in the woods, see if you can find the tree spirits. Learn to meditate. Get quiet. Maybe they will have something to say to you. In a mutual exchange of energies, both parties receive something. Even the aliens. Can't help but not think that there must be quite a variety of life forms out there. But nevertheless, tree spirits are real. Apparently, they like animals as well. Wisdom. So go and talk. Hug or climb a tree. It just might talk back to you.